years and years with Starstruck. And we also had Simply Red, Something Got Me Started. You're tuned to Radio Holderberg 93.6 FM. The time now is 22 minutes to 11. You're listening to Radio Holderberg 93.6 FM. My name is Vanessa Bourne. And my guest this morning is somebody who, for the last three years, is making an incredibly positive impact in his community. His name is Mawande Seguinta, and uh, he started a community vegetable garden about three years ago. It's such a pleasure to welcome you to Radio Holderberg, Mawande. Welcome to the studio, and good morning. Good morning, Vanessa, and thank you very much. Uh, I'm happy that I'm here today. Now, where did the idea come from uh, to start a community vegetable garden? And just to point out, the garden is actually located in Nomzamu, is that right? Yes, in, uh, in Nozola, next, just next to Nomzamu. Okay. So where did the idea come from to start this vegetable garden? Okay, so as I was uh, completing my studies, I, I realized that um, in the early mornings when I go to the taxi rank, um, there are long queues in the clinic of many people from all ages, very old, young, in the long queues. And then also around that time, there was a problem of... Um, people were complaining about the quality of food. For instance, bread mm-hmm. had like very short mm-hmm. shelf life, you know. So I said to myself, part of the problem that we people are, are in those long queues, for instance, in the clinics, yes, it's definitely nutrition related. Mm. But then I cannot, I cannot change or eliminate that problem. But at least if you teach people or you, 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 you provide them with an alternative food that is nutritious, mm. then they will, at, at least you will prevent it from continuing happening. Yes. And also, if we can provide nutritious food for the people that are at the clinic, then that nutritious food would help, for instance, to um, with the treatment that they are taking. Mm. It would serve as a pre-meal pre, pre okay. that will assist with the efficacy of the treatment. So, so basically, you, you you saw people standing in queues, and that's what sparked this this idea. Now, what do you what do you do normally if you're not working in the vegetable garden? Are you studying? Do you work? What 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 do you do outside of the hours that you spend in the vegetable garden? Yeah, so I am currently doing my PhD in polymer science in Stellenbosch, and that is where I. I, I spend most of my time, mm-hmm. and the garden at the moment is run by my mother and um, uh, people that are employed. Okay. So when I'm not at the garden, I am at the university. So it's either the garden or the university. <laughs> yes. So you're you're actually very very busy, um, and that's what I want to I want to say because a garden like that requires a lot of commitment. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. It's an everyday thing. Yeah, so before I, 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 I started my uh, PhD, so I would come very early in the morning, um, around 6, mm-hmm. you know, do watering before the irrigation was installed. Mm-hmm. So one would water the garden from 6 o'clock until around 8. Mm-hmm. And then there's a work that I was doing at the department before I started my PhD. So I would go... Um, Eight o'clock, mm-hmm. go to Stellenbosch. I work as a part-time uh, employee. Around one, I'm back to the garden, mm-hmm. doing something different. Okay, <laughs> you know? sure. So I had wow. that cycle that I was doing, and the idea really was to make sure that the garden um, lives longer. To 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 make sure that 
whoever is watching, they mm. can see how it started, mm. the amount of energy that was put in, the time and everything, mm. so that when they see the fruits, okay. they know how much you must invest on anything that you're doing, not necessarily a garden. Mm. Yeah, so that is how I was. <laughs> how <you> started. <laughs> yeah. And did you have experience with a vegetable garden before? Or is it something that you learnt on the job, so to speak? Yes. So just before I started, um, I, I was reading and uh, watching also on YouTube. Okay. Yes. And, but also when I was in Eastern Cape a long time ago, still young, actually I saw how people grow food. Mm, <laughs> you know? That is such a valuable yeah. lesson. <laughs> you know, so I said, okay. Most people in the Eastern Cape, they were not educated, but they could still grow food. Mm. So it means that anyone who is willing to do it and you understand what a plant needs to grow and you create those conditions, you will be able to grow food. And that is how I... You uh, <laughs> what was the response from the community? What did, what, how did they respond? Because I understand that, there's, that the, until you started this garden, there was no other community vegetable garden located in Omzamu. Is that true? Yes, that is that is true. Um at the community firstly responded um when before they saw that this is a garden. Mm-hmm. Um because at the time when we were starting there were land invasions. So okay. yeah, so there was that kind of bit of controversy, why this guy and mm. um but then as soon as they saw that it's a garden, everyone was happy and yeah, and because of the space that we were growing on, it is a it was hopeless, you know. Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> no, most people didn't think that you could actually grow food there. Okay. You know, and so we started. I think three months later, when we saw beetroot, because we started with spinach, beetroot, and uh, spring onion. Mm-hmm. So when they saw the vegetables mm-hmm. three months later, they said, "You must continue expand." Uh, <laughs> so um, they were very supportive, and uh, we had support from. Um, Luandle Migrant Labor Museum, they came to assist us with the soil preparation when we were expanding. Mm-hmm. There was also an NGO, uh, GVI South Africa. Um, they, brought, they brought in volunteers who did a lot of, I would say, the most tedious work, you know, mm-hmm. um, um, the most difficult part of, 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 of the garden. And kids were coming in to collect s- stones. Mm-hmm. Those stones were very... <laughs> those kids are still, even today, I'm like, you, you know... If there are any people that must benefit from the garden, it's those kids mm-hmm. because every morning they would come, I would be watering, the kids would be collecting the stones and removing them so that I can easily prepare the soil. So I would say the entire community was happy with the project, um, uh, even to date. Uh, I think now the benefits of the project being they are beginning to, ma- to, ma- to materialize and mm-hmm. to be seen. But you, you, your your project has got a name. Give us, tell us the name. Yeah. So the name of the project is Africa Yam. And in English, that means it means my Africa. And it's got a great <laughs> slogan. Yes. Uh, so the slogan is the land that feeds. I'm talking to Mawande Seguinta. He started a vegetable garden, a community vegetable garden in Nomazamu three years ago, and uh, finding out what the response from the community has been towards this. Tell us a little bit more about that slogan, the land that feeds. You, it's not just words. So, so when, when we, we thought about the name of the project, 
we said Africa I am, and most people would ask why my Africa, not our Africa. Mm-hmm. I said because most people like I want to give them free, people people freedom to decide if they are really part of Africa, and if they say my Africa, it means you are going to work for your Africa, and the land that feeds the land that feeds gives. It actually tells people that the land, you land can feed you. So as there are these many things that are happening, land invasions and, and all those sort of things, people must understand there is value in land. So not necessarily for only living. You, 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 you can build, but also to build, you need to be strategic in terms of where do you build which land is appropriate for building, which one is appropriate for growing. So in Africa, I am the land that feeds. In Africa is, I would say, the most fertile uh, mm. continent. Absolutely. And it can actually sustain itself if we can grow vegetables and do agriculture in it. We can actually sustain ourselves. So that, was, that is the main motive be- behind the, the, the slogan. slogan. My last question to you is this vegetable garden has had the most incredible impact for other families, apart from those that um, uh, are, are reliant on the vegetable garden for food every day. Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, so um, when we started the food garden, um, of course, people saw it as something that Mawanda is doing. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't understand how it's going to work, you know, how is it a community thing. But then during the COVID-19 period, um, so I saw I saw um, in college that the Department of Agriculture was assisting with um, startup kits for household vegetable gardens for um, uh, livestock household farming, which is uh, egg layers. Mm-hmm. So I asked um, one of the officials, why are we not extending this service to this side because also people here are struggling. Mm. And then the response was, um, we've tried it before, it failed. Uh, It seems like people are not interested. So I said, it could be that maybe the information did not get to their ears. Let's try it again. I'll be part of it. I will encourage people to apply and to participate. And then, um, so I worked with two officials, uh, Mr. Obose and uh, Ms. Rebecca. They came and the first applications were for 10 households. So each household was going to get eight egg layers. It's supposed to be 12, but because there was a high demand, so they had to share. Mm-hmm. So 10 households got in, and when people saw that happening, they were very, very impressed uh, I saw more people, you know, interested. And then I had to request again, guys, can you please extend? Can you make it, can you give me more forms so that, I mean, more people benefit from this? Because, I mean, the benefits were were clear. Mm. You know, if, if, if you know how much, it's half a dozen yeah. of eggs. And for people who are not working, um, if to get just eight eggs every day, it's, it goes a long way. And we can use eggs for many other things. Absolutely. You know, so people were very happy. And then uh, further asked Mr. Oboso to come again and do a training so that people can apply independently. They don't have to uh, to come to me or so that they can do it even if I'm not there. 
So he came and he assisted. Um, yeah, and also it expanded, actually. I think also in... There's a community just before Celores Pass on mm-hmm. across the the N2. Yes. They were also starting early this year. Um, there's a friend of mine in Gordon's Bay. He also wants to, he wants me to assist him to also establish a similar thing on that side. So that is that is the idea. That is people must self-sustain. Mm-hmm. They must be self-reliant, especially around these times where there are no jobs and there's now a fear of third wave yeah. coming in. So meaning it might get even more difficult. So if people can start now, for instance, you know, growing their own food um, and, and, and making sure that they are preparing for the worst case scenario, even in future, it's not only because of COVID that they must do it, yeah. but it is the best way of living um, when you grow your own food you know how to how you grow it and then you know what you are ingesting in your system. Absolutely. <laughs> you know? Mawande, I, I could speak to you all day long and I, I absolutely I'm sitting here thinking to myself that I really want to speak to you for a lot <laughs> longer. This is the most inspiring story and the ripple effect that you're having on your community I know is going to be felt for years to come. Thank you so much for joining me in studio this morning to tell us this incredible story. And I I think I would really like to get you back again because there's a lot more that we can learn from you. Mawande Seguenta um, of iAfrica Yam, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you so much, Vanessa, and thank you for allowing me to share my story about Africa Yam. Um, I hope other people anywhere, not necessarily in the Helderberg, um, they get inspired, uh, especially young people. They get inspired to go and and, and give... um, and contribute to the development of their own communities in any ways that they can. It doesn't have to be in agriculture. As long as you have a skill that can help another person, please go and, and, and you know, be part of your community. Thank you so much. Thank you, Mawande.